this, y'all. Oh, fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please cut together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. And welcome back to episode 79 of the most unofficial and the only weekly solo fan cast revolving around offensive comedic podcasts this side of the moon, the Skankverse podcast. A podcast where each and every week, most weeks, we discuss, we review and we talk about some of the best offensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I'm your host, back again, in the saddle, on the rocket, whatever you, whatever analogy you want to use, the Dave Smith of fancasts, the funder from down under, the man of a thousand pop culture sound bites. What did I do? I've never been to Pedophile Island. Why is this all happening to me? <laughs> Double motherfucking J, and we back. Watch me get all get all. We back. We back in this bitch. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Finally. It has to be done. It has to be said. It's fucking gay. It's fucking cheesy. But finally, The Rock has come home. Could have put a soundbite there, but I just thought that was more fun. Um, yes, for those of you that aren't aware or, you know, you simply don't care or whatever the reason is, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks. Um... Not by choice, you know, I was, I was, you know, at the local shopping mall and I thought it would be a good idea to try and look under the um, skirts of 16-year-old girls and I got in trouble for it. <laughs> you, you know what, you can't even joke about that shit anymore because someone would take that seriously. No, obviously, if you've listened to past episodes, you'd know I recently bought a house and I moved about four hours away to, how would you describe it, the Outback. The Outback, like, you know, even the Outback is, is cliche because it's not like there's kangaroos hopping past my house every morning. You know, I've, I've seen a fair few guys with flannel shirts on and mullets. If you don't know what a mullet is, look it up. But I am in the middle of fuck all nowhere. Um, yeah, so I did that. Um, and then obviously in trying to find time to listen to podcasts listen to podcasts, and make time for this. And as fate would have it, everything just lined up perfectly. I don't know if this will be consistent, but for the moment, this is what you get. Too bad. Live with it. Somebody needs to tell her that her pussy stinks. Okay. Besides that, I don't know if there's any, if there's any real interesting stories that have happened to me over the past three weeks. Like, you know, I moved, and everyone hates moving. No one enjoys that. You know, and of course, something went wrong. No, they packed up the truck and then they said, we've got no more room and there was still, you know, a bunch of shit left on the side of the road and I went, fuck, what do I do now? So I threw out a lot of stuff. <laughs> Obviously nothing of great worth, you know, to me anyway. A bunch of my missus' shit, that's all, that's all fucking gone. <laughs> but that's really it. There's nothing really else that's... Interesting. Nothing that I've seen that's been like, oh, fuck, I have to talk about that. Oh, I lie. I lie. I lie. I, I forgot the most important thing. 
Well, I, didn't, I had a Lewis moment. You know, there's few things in this world that I will have a fight over anymore. You know, there's few things where I will actively try to fight someone. You know, there's really only two things. Like, you can make fun of me until the cows come home. I don't really care. But you don't fuck with my girlfriend and you don't fuck with my dog. You know, that's, it's really that simple. You fuck with my dog. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. All right? Something like that. So anyway, this was the day, the day I was moving. You know, I, the truck had gone the day before and I was, car was all packed up with all the animals and I was ready to go and start my new life. And I wanted to take him to the park one more time, you know. So it was raining and it, was, it wasn't a pleasant experience. And this was like, you know, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. So it's just us there and he's running around and he darts off. He dart, you know, he uncharacteristically darted off. And I saw this jogger, you know, this 50-year-old, you know, silver-haired motherfucker mm-hmm. um, running... Towards the dog. He wasn't running towards the dog purposely. He was just running that direction. And as I've discussed on this podcast before, my dog hates joggers. And he hates children. Um, That's the reason anytime I'm at the dog park and I see children, I put him on the lead and I go home. Because I just won't take that risk. Because if you don't think I'll fight four coppers or four police officers as they try and take my dog, well, you'd be sorely mistaken. So anyway, he runs, he, the dog, you know, he runs at the jogger and, you know, doesn't bite him, doesn't do anything, just barks, just runs towards him and barks at him. You know, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, that sucks. You know, now I'm going to have to, you know, do the whole, I'm really sorry, you know. He doesn't bite you, that's just the way he says hello, you know. And before I can even get over there, he's, he's, he's like, you're going to put that thing on a lead and, or a leash? And I'm like... Fuck, he didn't even give me a chance to, like, say sorry. He was aggressive from the start. He was being a cunt. And I went, I'm really sorry, man. He, that's just how he says hello. I don't even think I said sorry. I just went, he just say, I think I went, he's just having a bark at you, mate. It's fine. Because I was already on the, fore, you know, the back foot because I'm like, I'm, you didn't even give me a chance to say anything. And then he said some things, you know, you know, and you got to remember that my dog is, it's a, it's a bit bigger than a Jack Russell. You know, he's probably 18, 19 kilos. He's a long dog and he looks scary. And, you know, so I'm probably, oh, I don't know, 10 meters away from this bloke. And the dog's probably 10 meters away from me and this bloke. And we start, you know, talking, and he's like, oh, that dog could have bit me, could have ripped, you know, ripped me apart. And I went, and I looked at the dog, and I looked back at him, and I went, that, this dog, he's, he's small, he's, he's tiny, he's harmless. Oh, that's not a small dog, that's a big dog. And I went, oh, Jesus, man. And, I, and, and, <laughs> and then you say the one thing you should never say to a dog owner. It's like, you can get reported for that. And I literally, in my mind, went into, like, Louis J. Gomez, like, mindset. You've all heard the stories of Louis. It's like when someone, like, steals from him, someone fucks with him, it's like, you know, you're trying to cost me money, which means you're, you know, which means I can't provide for my family, which means you're taking food off my son's plate 
which means she's trying to kill baby James. And that's exactly what went through my head. Which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. I went, you're going to report my dog. And then my dog's going to, you know, get taken away. And then my dog's going to get put down. You want to kill my dog. And then, you know, we get closer. We're, now we're probably five metres away from each other. And we're, we're slack door. And he's, you know, I'm calling him a fuckhead. And he's like, you know, we're getting closer. And we're getting closer and closer and closer. You know. And, I, and I'm at the point now where I'm sitting there going, I can beat the fuck out of this bloke. I can hop in the car. And I can drive, and I don't think I'm going to get caught. Had he not been, had the other side of the oval not been about 10 of his football mates looking at us. And I went, I can take this guy. I can't take all of them. And I sort of just brushed him off and went, yeah, man, go, go back to your jog. You, you know, I'm probably, you know, pretty sure I called him a faggot or a sissy or something. And, you know. He said, you know, and then he walked off and then he said a comment again. And I, you know, I was like, I was getting animated. I was getting really fucking heated. I hadn't been this heated in a long time, you know. And then I said some other things to him that I probably shouldn't have said. And then I was like, I'm going to put this dog on the lead. I'm going to take him to the car. I'm going to come back. I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. And (laughs) And I wish the story could end there and be like, that's exactly what I did. I put the dog in the car. I took everything out of my pockets. I walked back and I beat the fuck out of him. Uh, I didn't do that. What I did was I put the dog in the car. I sat there and I smoked a cigarette, looking at him going, what are the consequences of my actions here? If I beat the fuck out of him, either I get the fuck beat out of me, which I don't, you know, wouldn't be the first time, or these motherfuckers hold me down and they wait for the cops. And then... My whole day is ruined. So I didn't beat the fuck out of him. I don't know. Maybe that makes me a bitch. Maybe I should have just gone back and beat the fuck out of him. But that is literally the only story I have from the last three weeks of interest. You know, I've done things, but nothing like that interesting. Um, but I suppose we should talk about some of the things we did miss. Like this is going to, listen, this will probably be a long episode. I'm just going to jam it all into one thing. Listen to it. Don't listen to it. You know, Do whatever. Um, well, obviously I missed, you know, the fucking the slap heard around the world. You know, Will Smith walked, you know, walked up onto the fucking stage of the Oscars and smacked the shit out of Chris Rock for a alopecia joke, which I have yet to hear a single person say they knew that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. He then proceeded to sit down and say, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Which is funny because... That happened two days after I recorded my last episode. And I was sitting there at the first and I was like, fuck, I should do a podcast right now about this. And within a week, everyone had done a podcast about it. And I was very thankful that I hadn't. Um, simply because I'm overhearing it and that means I don't really feel like talking about it. But I will say this. One, everyone always says, keep your wife's name out of my motherfucking mouth. Or he never, you know, people put the mother in there. But he didn't say that. He said motherfucker. He said fucking. See, I just did it then. Um, And the other thing is that was just, it was so, I'm trying to transport my mind back to that moment. And it was just so unreal that that had happened. 
you know, wrestling podcasts were saying it was fake. You know, comedic podcasts were scared that people were going to start storming a stage and start fucking hitting stunners on comedians and rock bottoms and shit. And comedians were scared for their, you know, for comedy. Um, it's been three weeks and from what I know, no one's been slapped on stage. No one's been hurt as a you know comedian. No one's been attacked. Um, and Will Smith just looks like a fucking idiot. He looks like a bitch. He looks like a bitch. Bitch, I wish you would. And yeah, Chris Rock looks like an even bigger bitch because Chris Rock, you know, like, it was for an alopecia joke. Like, had he said, like, you know, all these young dudes that are your son's age that are fucking your wife having entanglements. But it was an alopecia joke. And no one knew she had alopecia. No one cares because she's attractive. Oh, no. It was... It was nutty. Let's put it that way. Um, And I'm sort of glad that I wasn't here to talk about it. Because now I don't have to talk about it. Even though I just did just talk about it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. All right. There's a bunch of other things, but we'll... Try and put them into actual podcast. The um, we'll talk about it on the podcast they were talked about on. So the only other thing is Skankfest tickets lineup was announced, um, and the last sixty percent of tickets were sold out in seventeen minutes. The first forty percent went in four minutes, and the last sixty percent went in seventeen minutes. Um, truly amazing, and like I said, we're going to talk about that a bit later, but. Where's the applause button? Bravo. Bravo. I. This will genuinely be the greatest comedy festival of all time. And like I said, we're going to talk about it at the end of the podcast, like all the names that were announced. Not, we're not going to talk about every single name that was announced, but we're going to talk about some of the big surprise names already announced. And there's a lot more surprises probably up Lewis and Ralph and Christine and, and Rebecca's sleeve. But well done, truthfully, on you know selling something out like that in 17 minutes. Um, then we get into a bit of sad news, you know, some of the saddest news. Um, Be Kind Rewind's Twitter account got suspended permanently. Um, I don't have a sad button. Shit. Be kind, you, be kind Rewind is probably the best um, content creator for anything to do with the Legion Skanks. Um, and that was unfortunate to see. So be sure to go and follow his backup Twitter. Um, I retweeted it yesterday. Go and follow that guy because that guy truly does good fucking work. And he puts effort in shit. And he does a bunch of other shit that's not Legion of Skanks related, but the shit he does is fucking great. And then lastly, a little bit, eh, you could argue that this is a bit sadder news. Um, the day after the Skankfest um, lineup was announced, Gilbert Godfrey died. Yes, that Gilbert Godfrey. The same one that played the parrot in Aladdin, who's known for his voice, that unmistakable, I don't even know what you call it. It's this, it was just iconic to him. Um, and a comedian who has 
stood the test of time. It wasn't everyone's cup of tea. Like, he wasn't really mine. I never really um, got it from a, you know, personal standpoint. Like, all the roasts that he did, I was like, why is this, you know, I'm, I'm 14, 15 years old when I was watching his roasts on Comedy Central, and I'm like, why is this guy yelling into the microphone? What I didn't understand was because I'm, I'm, a, I'm an idiot and I'm a child, is that's the, that's the bit. That's what he was known for. The same way Norm MacDonald is known for the way he tells jokes. Um, so that was, yeah, that was pretty sad, you know. In the space of, what, six months, we've lost Norm MacDonald, Bob Saget, and Gilbert Godfrey. You know, real, how would you put it? In this, in this world of comedy that I talk about, that we like to listen to, these are the, these three guys are on Mount Rushmore, you know, along with Patrice. Um, I think if you asked a lot of the comedians who you know have podcasts that we that I listen to, who were some of your favorite comedians growing up? I reckon ninety percent of them would say one of the one of those three guys. Um, and if you're Jeff Ross, I would be really scared right now because you're next, motherfucker. Um, yeah, I, that's really it. I didn't, you know, like, there's a bunch of other stuff, but like I said, let's talk about it in the podcast it should be talked about. So let's quickly just go through some of the best, you know, usually I would do this in a separate episode, but because we're just going to speed run it a little bit, so some of the best podcasts from the week that weren't Legion of Skanks. Um, we have the odd frupple, the bonfire, you know. Um, and these are really short things. We're, we're really going to fly through this. I say that and an hour and a half later, we're still talking about one podcast. Um, bonfire's been on... F- <laughs> I nearly said the bonfire's on, been on fire. The bonfire's been great for the past two weeks. It's really, you know, been really great to listen to. Um, not really a miss episode. And with everything that's happened with Big J, it's been refreshing nine times out of ten um so the odd frupple was this idea that jacob and dj lou live in a house together because they're very they're opposites jacob's very clean he's very meticulous he's very healthy where dj lou's known for you know smoking inside and apparently um sleeping in his clothes that he wore all day man goes to sleep in pair of jeans that's fucking nutty um, I really hope that this is an idea they really stick with. A reality show with these two dudes. Because it'd be fucking great. You know? Because Jacob will crack. Jacob will break down and he will go catatonic. Um, That's fucking amazing. I've never seen the, uh, Look the bonfire do anything funny. That's great. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um... And when we were talking about DJ Lou sleeps in the clothes he wore all day, Jacob has never slept in boxes or basketball shorts. That's what I mean. These, this, this is how opposite these two are. Polar opposites. Um, then they talk about sleeping in jeans. Fucking sucks. Yeah. If you're sleeping in jeans and you find that comfortable, you have a real problem. Really, really big problem. Christmas morning here in Washington. <laughs> And I've been fucked in my ass by the Mujahideen. 
and then you know like and Jay mentions like traveling in jeans if you're traveling in jeans on a plane or on a car ride or you know you're insane I don't listen I have a rule if I'm hopping on a plane or I'm going for a long drive or I'm going anywhere that's a great distance away I don't wear a belt I won't wear a belt you know why and I'll tell you why because if I wear a belt no matter where I am no matter how comfortable I feel, I have to take that belt off. And there's nothing more embarrassing than seeing a short, chubby, fat dude take a belt off and not have it, like, tied up. And it's just hanging off his pants. And then when, he's, when, I'm, when I stand up and I've got to put the belt on, I would rather suck a bag of dicks because I hate that feeling. Yeah. And then we go into uh, champagnewine.co. The bonfire. Um, so Jay jokingly claims Gas Digital has better audio quality than Sirius XM. I think this we can chalk this one up to when Jay was very, he was a sad Jay. Because this is, you know, we talk about the DAV era and all these different kinds of eras, the election era. For a solid two weeks, we were in sad Jay era. And it was, it was tough to listen to. More on that later. Um, Uh, Dan makes a analogy, I believe that's what I wrote, that the first 20 minutes of the bonfire is like his dog, like a dog doing zoomies at the park. It's very true. It jumps around all fucking places. Um, then they talk about, do most people rip ass while they pee? Like, you know, if you're at a cubicle or you're, you know, you're in a public bathroom, I think most people don't fart because I think that's, you know, Unless you don't give a fuck. Um, but nine times out of ten, if I'm at home, I'm taking a piss. I'm letting one rip. I'm ripping ass. Um, so anyway, the whole main thing of this podcast is that Jacob's family has started a canned wine business. His brother, to be more exact. Called Campaign. C-A-N-P-A-G-E. Campaign. It's canned wine and rosés and etc. etc. Here's the thing: one can equals the equivalent of half a bottle of wine. By the end of this episode, DJ Lou is all fucked up of one can. Like that is an insane amount of alcohol to put into a fucking can. It's nutty. Um, like you know, if you buy a four pack, so you know. <laughs> you will fucking you won't remember your fucking kids names <laughs> you know so you can have a bunch of drinks and get shit faced under a bridge you know with all the other crazy homeless people because this is what this is you know pointed to this is pointed to the homeless and alcoholics it does have 50% more bubbles though so to be fair um, Christine and Dan, because they don't drink, push the idea of Jacob and his brother making virgin cocktails. Um, I really think the selling point of this drink is that it's just full of alcohol and it will make you cross-eyed. This is the 2022 equivalent of moonshine. That's what this is. Um, Dan loses his mind and can't stop laughing when he finds out that they are only $6 a can and they're 12%. I know scotch and rum pre-mixed drinks 
that are less than that. You know, a four-pack is going to put you on your ass. A 12-pack may send you into a coma. Um, yeah. Like I said, Bonfire's been great. Um, no matter who tells you any different. Uh, no matter who tells you any different. That's hard fucking to amazing. I've never seen the, uh, the Bonfire do anything funny. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Then we get to Craigslist Plus with Lamelli, Lamelli, and Nick Oldershaw. Dad meat. Dad meat. I wish I had a downbeat dad meat drop. Do I have something here? This is an alpha male right here, nigga. This is an alpha male. Learn me. I'm from the streets of Harlem, New York City. I'm gonna kill for what's mine. Kill for what's mine. That's how I felt. That's how I felt at the dog park. I was gonna kill that motherfucker. Had I not just bought a house and was now in $420,000 worth of debt that I will be paying off the rest of my life. Um, so they talk about dogs jump, um, dogs humping things will never not be funny. It's true. My dog that, you know, I love and adore no matter how much of a pain in the ass he is, um, used to have this giant stuffed teddy bear that I um, wanted a show or a carnival or something. It was a big teddy bear. You know, it was probably a meter high, half meter, you know, in width. This dog doesn't hump anything. He would never hump anything. He's got no balls. He's got no sex drive. He would always hump this teddy bear. He would he would put <laughs> he would grab it by the leg and he would hump the fuck out of it. And it was the funniest thing I would ever see. <laughs> Dogs humping shit will always be funny. Um, they talk about, have you ever seen a dog hump to completion? And I, I, I thought about this and I can honestly say I don't think I have. I've never seen a dog jerk or, or come on the thing it was humping. A leg, nothing. Um, the Punisher, the Punisher, um, Mike Rainey. Fuck, I nearly blanked then. Uh, quickly uh, retells a ta- uh, story he told on Stuff Island the week before of a friend who um, once went to fuck a dude's wife while the husband watched. And when he got there, the husband... Uh, sorry, the wife was nowhere to be seen and he, um, the husband said um, something along the lines of, she'll be back soon, but we can start now if you want. So this dude, had just he just wanted to have gay sex. <laughs> And I don't think the other dude was into it. Um, Lee admits to getting pussy off a Craigslist-like website. Um, God, I miss Craigslist. Craigslist, in you know, a decade ago was... It was guaranteed pussy. It, was, it wasn't even guaranteed pussy. It was guaranteed whatever the fuck you wanted. You know, it's not like Tinder where it's like, well, you know, it's really for this. People use it to fuck. Craigslist, you if you wanted something, if you wanted to suck a taxi cab fucking driver's dick off, you could do it. If you wanted to get fucked in the ass while that dude's wife fucked you in the mouth with a strap-on, you could do it. Craigslist was fucking heaven. It was a beautiful place. Um, um, and yeah, the balls on Lee, considering he doesn't see a picture, he didn't even see a picture of this chick beforehand. That's the thing, like... And this was, now that I look at it and I think about it, it, that was some real primal shit. Like, 
we wouldn't we didn't do it over text messages. We did it over email. Like you could ask for their phone number, but it was all, you know, because no one had an account to Craigslist. It was all just done through emails. It was truly a great era. And then Nick tells a story of self. <laughs> remember this story? It's a really funny one, of being that poor that he that poor he was selling his cum to a chick on a wheelchair on Craigslist. But because he was that poor and the only entertainment he had because he was that poor was jerking off that when he did come, what he produced for this chick was a squirt of clear liquid. Uh, And she didn't find this satisfactory at all. He got paid though. Um, And now in hindsight, Nick looks back at that and goes, um, he believes that chick was going to try and use that cum to get her pregnant and hustle him out of child support. Which is probably very true, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and then he talks about another Craigslist job he did. Like this is this is what poor comedians used to do when open micers a decade ago. Well, they go on Craigslist and like do crazy sexual shit for money. Because I could have been a comedian ten years ago. <laughs> Man, I I loved Craigslist. It was the fucking best. Um, and then he talks about how he um, cleaned a gay dude's apartment. Oh no, his gay dude's house in the nude in East Hollywood for like 700 bucks. Here's the thing though. That house was spotless clean and it was, it was um, periodically, I think is the word I'm looking for here, covered in gay sex drawings. So there was some on the computer desk, there was some on the coffee table, there was some in the kitchen, in the bedroom. This dude wanted to fuck him. And then Tim asks him probably a very important question. Um, you know, had he thrown, I don't know, $1,000 on top of, you know, the $700, would he have let the dude blow him? Not he, him blow the dude, just let this gay dude blow him. And he said no. And for $1,000, I would have. But, you know, you're not gay, you're not gay. Um yeah, it's fucking crazy. I think, yeah, I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure that dude also threw him like a couple hundred bucks because I think he realized, oh, this dude's not into this. I might get in a bit of trouble for this. Um, yeah. And then um, that's really it. But then Lemaire, um at the end mentioned, says, um, mentioned, says, says that a, there's a Japanese game show that has straight dudes on it that let gay dudes blow them. And the longer you don't come, the more money you win. And a lot of these straight fucking Japanese guys go, I'm going to do the voice. I have to do the voice, don't I? Oh, you all think you're going to make me come from man sucky sucky? <laughs> and then they come in fucking two minutes. They, they go all fucking cross-eyed. And they start yelling out fucking karate fucking terms. Hoi! They start fucking vibrating. Man, Japanese has got some of the best game shows ever. I really wish there was a streaming service where you could just watch all this degenerate shit. And there probably is. I just can't be bothered looking for it. Um, We're doing pretty good considering. I thought, you know, we're making good time. And then we get into Back to the Wad, Higher Society of Radio. Um, they talk about how Morbius sucked. Um, in other news, water is wet. People have ripped it apart online. 
Um, and it's ironic that the worst DC movie and the worst Marvel movie both have Jared Leto as a prominent figure in it. But in saying that, besides Requiem for a Dream and Dallas Buyers Club, name me one Jared Leto movie that he was good in. And Fight Club doesn't count because he was really just a, you know, he, he doesn't say, he says like two sentences in that movie. No. Jared Leno is not a good actor. He sucks. And if you listen to this episode, I, there's a possibility that he may be fucking kids because apparently he's doing a, a movie on a, he's playing a pedophile and he's sat there in an interview and said that he's doing research and he's method acting on the topic. So yeah, Jared Leno, he's, he, he's, a, he's a weird dude and he's not a very good actor. Um, anyway, then they they talk about apparently there's something called a VTuber, which is um, yeah, I wrote I, I even fucking copy and pasted a synopsis of it. A VTuber or a virtual YouTuber is an online entertainer who uses a virtual avatar generated using computer graphics and real time motion capture software or technology. So essentially, you have a little anime character that moves, talks. Just like you. Every day, we get closer and closer to living in the world of that movie gamer with Gerard Butler. Because it's... Shit, like, it's it's anime right now. It's just, you know, it's some little fucking... I don't know what the fuck you call them. I fuck actual women. How long is it going to be until it's a computer-generated, like, real-life-looking person? How long until someone uses that to make porn? Like it's it's like that meme. Every day we stray further from God. Before you know it, and the you know the metaverse is just going to be fucking anime characters and sex dolls, just just fucking, you know. And once again, gamer really underrated movie, especially now because if you look at it now, you'd be like, oh shit, that's the metaverse, just. It's just a lot more degenerate. So it's the metaverse in about 15 years. Um, all right, what do we got left? All right, we're nearly there. One more, and then we go into rapid fire. And that is Matt and Shane's secret podcast, The Dolphins, with their episode, Sup Gremlin. Or Soup Gremlin. Sup Gremlin, Soup Gremlin, same thing. Um, Shane detailed his crazy week from Legion of Skanks to doing 15 beers on Joe Rogan. And I'll just put that here. I listened to the entirety of that episode of that podcast and it was fucking great. And it always is. And I Protect Our Parks is the best four-man podcast, uh, is the best four-man collection of comedians on a podcast ever. Not counting the Legion of Skanks for the obvious reason. Um, Joe Rogan, Ari Shafir, Shane Gillis, and Mark Norman. It is... Just, it, it's someone like me's wet dream. It's just, it's amazing. And the fact that it's a cons- it's consistent, it's a monthly thing, or at least every once every six weeks, is fucking cool. Um, anyway, um, weekend at Chains. And then he talks about flying, extremely hungover. 
um, visiting Trump's uh, Margot Lago Resort. Never got to meet Trump, but, you know, would have been funny if he did. I wonder if he would have done the accent. You think he would have done the accent had he run into Trump? Do you think Trump would have known him? Nah, Trump wouldn't have known him. I wish he would, though. Somebody needs to tell her that her pussy stinks. Um, yeah. They talk about being hard on flights. I've never, I don't think I've ever been hard on a flight. Although in saying that, I usually have to, I'm usually, you know, I hate flying. Like my ears, they get really, really bad. My equilibrium, my, you know, what's that called? My equi- equilibrium, there we go, gets really fucked up. Um, and for the last 30 minutes of the flight, I'm in an extreme agony. Because my, my ears won't pop. I've tried everything. I chew gum, I do everything, nothing works. Um... They talk about China going back into lockdown and the videos of the Chinese people screaming locked in their apartments or their houses. Um, yeah, that shit's pretty fucked. Well, it's fucked right now. The Ukraine thing's still going on. China's going back into lockdown, throwing people into fucking COVID camps. It's just the world's gone to shit. That's why I moved to the middle of nowhere. It's because when the, when, when the shit kicks off, you don't want to be in a city. And now I'm starting to sound like Alex Jones. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Shane talks about, you know, that he does miss some things from, you know, about COVID and lockdowns, like, you know, being in, living in his mom's basement, playing video games and getting called for dinner. You know, getting called like, dinner's ready, Shane. In a minute, mom, I'm just playing Madden. All right, I guess there are things I do miss about COVID. Like, you know, it's nice to drive to work and not have any traffic on the road. Um, It's nice to have an excuse to not have to go out and take my girlfriend out on a date. Um, Yeah. But but is is that a good thing to say? Is that a normal thing to say? That I miss things about lockdown? Obviously, Shane's being funny, but I'm being semi-serious here. Because there are people who do miss lockdown. They do miss, you know, they miss COVID. That's why you still got people wearing masks in cars and still wearing masks out. I'm in the middle of nowhere, and people still do it. No one cares here, but there's still that one or two people that will go into a shopping mall with a mask on. Or they'll, you know, stay in 1.25 metres away from someone. It's really strange, like... It's over. No one cares anymore. And the fact that you still care shows everyone how much of a fucking pussy you are. You know, like, listen, if I was, you know, 10 years younger, um, firstly, I would have beat the fuck out of that cunt at that dog park. I would have murdered that motherfucker. But I would have also, if I saw you walking down the street and you were wearing a mask, I would have instantly thought you were easy to rob or beat up and then Rob, because you obviously are easily influenced. You, you know, you're stupid. Um, yeah, another great episode, Matt and Shane. Uh, there was also another episode of um, they did an episode the week before this. I didn't write it down. I was hoping I would remember. Um, I'll see if I can find it quickly. Um. 
It was called uh, The Franklin Scandal with uh, Nick Bryant. Really good episode. Not your typical Matt and Shane secret podcast episode. This is what you'd get if um, Shane Gillis and Matt McCusker did War Mode. Really good episode. And speaking of War Mode, because now we're just gonna, I'm just going to fucking rapid fire some shit off. War Mode. Um, their episode with called Relentless. Um, and once again, really good episode. They talk about... I can't remember what they talk about. They talk about a fucking Navy SEAL. There's a conspiracy that the military may have set up 17 Marines to die in Afghanistan. Really good. Really good shit. Um, and then we get into rapid fire. Um, the cough cast with Sean Gardini, Panties in the Mouth. Great episode. Um, the Joe Rogan experience with Bill Murr. Bill Murr. Bill Maher. I can never say his name right. I always say, I'll be, I always say Bill Burr. It's Bill... Ma, you know that dude from HBO, politically incorrect, that dude. Um, and my and Joe Rogan experience with Mike Tyson. Um, I will say that if you're going to listen to the Mike Tyson episode, be stoned, be really stoned, um, because it is Mike Tyson. And more than half of the things that Mike Tyson says make complete and utter no sense. And the other half is some poetic, deep theory, fucking make you think shit. Like you know, see, <laughs> can I do the accent? See, why, why, why do we feel nice? You know, like, no, that's that's like fucking Joe Pesci. Like life is beautiful. No, I can't do it. That's Adam Sandler. You, you get, you said something along the lines of like, life isn't beautiful without death. So death is beautiful. Something weird shit like that. But it was a very good episode. Um. The Skank Bank episode 12, they came back this week too. Um, great episode with um, say and um, Kyle. Um, good shit. It's good to have them back because had they not come back soon, I was going to have to force myself to listen to episodes of the Skank Skanks and cut my wrists. Vertically, obviously. Horizontal means I actually want to die. Vertical means I just want to have attention. Um, and we have Getting Cancelled with Isaac Butterfield, the boys cast with Ryan Long. Granted, I didn't listen to this episode, but Isaac Butterfield is the equivalent, is the Australian equivalent of Joe Rogan. And I probably should listen to it to support him. But if you were interested in an Australian comedian that was very much, who would very much fit into this style of comedy... Isaac Butterfield is definitely the guy. And I mentioned him on this podcast before, but Isaac Butterfield's fucking great. And I definitely think you should check it out. He's They obviously talk about being cancelled because um, Isaac Butterfield's been cancelled like at least three times. The first time was for a joke he made about the Christchurch shooting. The other one I think was about, I don't know, vegans or something. And the other one I can't remember. But check that out. That's the this week's. Um, I didn't have time to listen to it, to it but you should. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh yeah, and lastly, you fucked it. Nice shirt. Um, apparently, bums now have Vemo, uh, Vemo, 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 PayPal, and Apple Pay. Uh, we live in a world of digital bums. That's right. We live in a world of digital fucking bums. Is that not fucking sad? Fucking draw you can't. Sorry, I'm trying to fucking just mark something. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah, uh, close enough. Um, yeah, and they um they float the idea of Skankfest New Zealand. I really think over the course of the next, I don't know, four or five years, there is a good chance that we get an international skank fest. Will it be in New Zealand or Australia? Probably not. Skank fest Canada? Skank fest have to be somewhere cheap. Skankfest Russia? <laughs> I don't know. Canada's probably the best option. You know, or Mexico. But I think with the way Skankfest just it just it's like the blob. It just every time it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like I said, we're gonna talk about that. Um but yeah, it's truly amazing. And yeah, digital bums. Digital bums and Skankfest New Zealand. Another great episode from the boys that you fucked it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I am almost semi-tempted to turn this into two parts, but I don't know if I can fill half an hour with what I'm about to talk about. We'll see. Anyway, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about episode uh, 600, 634, 35, and 36 of the Legion of Skanks. Um, yeah, and we'll be back. Beat it with all that dork shit, dude. <laughs> and we are back. We are back. We are back. You know, something else I didn't mention at the start, and like what, you know, was all the big things that have happened to me over the past three weeks is I somehow, I'm, I'm smoking cigarettes again. It's really strange. Like, you know, I bought a pack of cigarettes, you know, the week I moved because I knew that moving would be stressful and I'd rather do that than beat the fuck out of my girlfriend. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. It's now been three weeks and I haven't stopped. <laughs> and I'm wondering how long I can hold on to this before my missus cracks the shits and beats the fuck out of me. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. All right. <clears throat> you know what it is. This is the part of the uh, podcast where we talk about the weeks before Legion of Skanks. What's different is... I would be remiss if I didn't mention this episode, and that is episode 634, Alpha Heat with Matt and Shane. Um, I had no intention of doing an episode on this, but I I think it's very important. Um, so let's hope we do it justice, because now I'm starting to get sleepy. Hey, fuck you, motherfucker. I don't even know your fucking money. All right, so um, Lewis talks about how his dog sport is got put down... Lewis turned 40 to this episode, so that was two weeks ago. So, happy belated birthday to Lewis, um, the, point guard, the point guard of podcasting, the, uh, the East Coast Joe Rogan, Puerto Rican Rattlesnake, and what else has he got? There's another one. There's, oh, there's another one that was really gump, dumb, and I can't remember it now. Was it the king? No, it wasn't the king of funny. The thing, oh, the king of things. Yeah. Which is commendable because his son is a faggot. Anyway, in this episode, they decide the winner of the work turn Olympics. Um, which it's been a bumpy road. Um, you know, some episodes have been awesome. Some episodes have been all time. Some of them, so-so. But we're at the end now. 
Some people are going, oh, I'm sure some people will listen to that and going, oh, thank God. And other people are like, you know, the Woke Turn Olympics usually does provide some really great moments. Look no further than tip to lip, the lie detector test. Like these were really, you know, great episodes. Um, yeah. Anyway, Matt and Shane enter late and they enter to a chant of faggot and booze after their glorious victory. If you've been living under a rock, um, on the 29th of March, which was the day before I moved out of my apartment, uh, Matt and Shane versus Lewis and Jay in a two-on-two game of basketball. And, yeah, about that, um, Matt and Shane won 12-0. Dude, you're being, you're being so gay right now. It was rough. I watched it. We all watched it, and it was it was it was hard to watch. Um, Big J is zero <laughs> from twenty four. Big J has not scored a basket a, bu- a bucket in any of the basketball bets he has ever made on Legion of Skanks. And boy, that's bad. Um, Shane spills champagne all over the dabs, then says this show might actually be funny. Um, Jay didn't take the loss too well and that's why I said for two weeks we were in the, Shay, the sad Jay era he did not take this loss well at all Lewis your mom was a heroin addict hooker and Lewis actually you, you, you want to look at ultimate winners you know and I know we're jumping ahead but let's you know it's two weeks old now winners and losers Matt and Shane are big winners one could argue Lewis is a big winner because Lewis tried. You have to give Lewis that. He tried. Um, one could argue Dave was a winner because he, he he found a way to not show up and make it funny. The biggest loser was Jay. And Christine and the dog and her dog or their dog that he went home and probably kicked the shit out of. Um Uh, so Jay throws shade at Dave and Shane, um, but Matt's cool. You know, the shaman is always cool because you know Matt does try and play peacekeeper and he does try and get everyone to be happy families. Um, I think that same day of this episode, this episode of Skanks was recorded. Jay may have said some things that he might want to take back that he said on the bonfire. I don't remember them, but he he may want to look back and think about some of those things. Um, Shane explains to Jay that why he's being a salty fag um, and Dave just keeps rubbing it in Jay's face with funny. Um, Jay is no way justified in his saltiness. Jay is just, he doesn't like to lose. You know, and we've all heard the stories of, you know, if you beat Jay at 2K, uh, you're not his friend anymore. Oh, Lewis. <laughs> oh, you oh, cool. Oh, sweet, sweet Lewis. Uh, you know what? I know that I look back at it and I just hear that sound, but I don't even think Jay was upset that he got dosed. I think he was upset that he, in some way, lost and got dosed. Um, but yeah, listen, he's not Jay's not justified in any way with his saltiness. But to be embarrassed in front of your friends, your mistress, the dog you hate, it makes sense why he's a little bit upset from his point of view. But he took it too far. We're not even trying to take it too far. He took it too far. 
Um, Bobby pulls a compilation of Dave saying he wasn't going to be at the game for the past five weeks. Um, yes. Well, we all hoped that he would. Because I can guarantee you, had Dave shown up, showed up, they wouldn't have lost 12-0. Um, Lewis and Shane detail their, um, their moments coming to blows um, until they acted like fucking men instead of doing what Jay was doing. Man, some of these notes I wrote were brutal. And I love Big J. Big J is one of my favorite comedians, if not my favorite comedian. Um, but yeah, Jay, this was a bad episode for Jay. This was a, that was a bad week for Jay. Like, the Facebook page and the Reddit page turned on him. They were all saying that he was having a fucking... He was pulling a Dalton, that he was having a manic episode, that he was spiraling. Um, it was a bad week for Jay. Um, and then I think it's Shane asked the question, if Jay and Lewis had won 12-0, would they have been sore winners? Lewis would have. I can guarantee you 100% Lewis would have. Jay would have just been like, you know, it was expected. You know. What did I do? I've never been to Pedophile Island. Why is this all happening to me? <laughs> and in reality, Lewis and Jay won because Fume paid Matt and Shane the $1,000 to win. Jay and Lewis didn't pay for that. It didn't come out of their pocket. And Fume paid Lewis $1,500 of sponsorship money. So Lewis and Jay got embarrassed and they still come out on top. You're $750 in, in the red. No, in the black. Yeah, in the black. Why are, you, why are you being salty? Enjoy our racist Nazi show. <laughs> Legion of Blacks. Uh, they rewatched this game, or as I called it, this mugging, this assault, this travesty, this murder on YouTube. Like, YouTube doesn't allow murder, but somehow they allow this game to be up there. Um, and maybe so, so far during this episode, my favorite moment of the year, Shane... We've all seen the clip. We've all seen the gif of Shane fake passing out Lewis. So Shane looks... How do I explain this? He throws a fake pass. Lewis turns around to look where the ball is. As he's doing that, Shane completely goes past him and gets the easy layup. That is one of my favorite moments of the year. It is just so fucking great. Um, I've never, as, as they're watching the game, I've never seen a man sweat as much as Lewis did during this game. Um, while they're watching it, Lewis tries, Lewis tried chance breakout while, um, and where were Dave chance breakout also? Lewis tried. He did try genuinely. Jay stopped trying about eight zero in. <laughs> Jay was just, he, I, you could tell that man, he was just like, why do I bother doing these things? Why do I make these bets? Man, you know what the real N-word is? Psh, knowledge. Um, Matt tries so hard in this episode to play Peacemaker, um, offering Jay not ace acid-laced um, champagne. But you can just tell Jay's just, he's all up in his feeling. He's just so salty. Not yeah. um, Jay goes low, and I mean real low. Um, by saying, how, you know, he brings up how much he's helped Shane and this clearly bothers Shane, as it should. You, you don't, it's a fucking, it's a basketball game 
that you organized, that you were so confident you would win at. And now you're going to sit there and bring up, you know, how much you've helped Shane after he got cancelled, etc. Yeah, it's just, uh, I, I love Big J, but even I couldn't defend that. What a gay-ass bitch. Damn right. Uh, they, and then they go around the table and they say one positive thing about each other they learnt from the game. Um, and then Shane and Jay say, I love you to each other, and they make up as a chant of faggot breaks out because, well, you know, it's the Legion of Skanks. You can't say you love another man and not get that, you know, can't have a faggot chant break out. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> um... And Jay just gets sadder and more into his feelings the longer the show goes on. Anyway, they finished the work turn Olympics. So um, we've got who's left, Yusuf and tip to lip, non-binary. Um, and Lewis remembers less about these two than I do because, and I, re- I barely remember where I live. That's a true story. I still use maps to get home at the moment. Um, like Byron has been flying from LA every week. And he's a nurse. We knew both these things, but Lewis didn't remember. Lewis can't fucking remember the fucking half these contestants' names, to be fair. Which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. <laughs> I know I overused that button too much, but I just can't help myself. It's so funny. And I, you know what? If Lewis listened to this, that would probably bother him too. Along with this one. Gas Digital Network. More like Gas Digital Not Work. Um, the audience... Oh, wait. Hold on. Missed a bit there. Um, Shane can't let go of that low blow comment Jay made. Um, and the audience is as uncomfortable watching these two go at it as when your parents fight about money in front of you. Um, anyway, the work turns complete in a triathlon. The first event is a shoot-around contest into a kid's hoop. Byron wins. The next event is they have to make a parody song of their time on the work turn um, Olympics. Yusuf wins round two just so they can see round three, which is leg wrestling, um, which they did on a Zoom show when Lewis was in studio and him and Bobby did it. Um, and... Winning 2-2-0 two, two, out of the best of three. Your winner, and rightfully so, from tip to lip to smashing every game, traveling across America, being a male nurse. Um, I think he was the only contestant to win immunity. He won every event he was in. Your work turn, non-binary. Rightfully so. Oh, I mean, you, you deserve this. Congratulations on winning an internship where you will get paid very little, um, but you will be allowed to do a lot of drugs while you get paid nothing, if at all. Um, Jay gives Yusuf an opportunity that if he can beat Lewis at leg wrestling, he would be allowed back into the stand. He loses, um, and I'm pretty sure he rocked up the next week anyway. Um, Jay wins a round of leg wrestling against Lewis to make him feel better. Um, and that's really where it ends. Um, Shane does say at the end that this will be his last appearance on Legion of Skanks for a while. Um, a lot of people online, um, thought this was probably to do with the fact that, you know, everything that happened on the episode, it wasn't. Um, this is most likely due to the fact that, um, Shane is going on tour. 
and a big tour. He's coming to the UK and he's coming to Australia. And I know this because I bought tickets. <laughs> I'm going to go and see Shane Gillis and I'm going to avenge you, Jay. No. <laughs> I'm going to beat the fuck out of Shane Gillis. <laughs> yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. Can you imagine that? You imagine that? I walked up to Shane like, Shane, I want to you just started like rolling up your shirt sleeves and be like, I'm going to fight you because you picked on a comedian. <laughs> no, listen, I'm very excited to see Shane Gillis. There's, there's very few comedians I would pay money and I would travel four hours back to where I've just left to see. Shane Gillis is one of them. Big J would be another. Dave Smith's on the line. Like Tim Dillon came down to um, Australia a month or so ago and I really thought about it and I went, yeah, yeah. But Shane Gillis, I can't not see Shane Gillis in Australia. Like, this might be one of the few times in my life where I get this opportunity. So I'm very excited to see Shane Gillis. Um, I believe it's August the 13th. I will be the sniper in the crowd on the, um, what is it called, where Sting and WCW used to fucking sit, um, the Crow's Perch. I think that's what it's called. I'll be up there with a sniper rifle. Um, getting ready to take justice for Big J. Um, anyway, very good episode. Um, and next time Shane's back, I'm thoroughly look forward to it. Anyway, now we get to the Zoom show, which was episode 635, which was, I can't remember how to say that. Problematic. Problemetric? Yeah. Um, anyway, the new Google Pixel 6 phone ad says that cam- the camera was built to respect darker skin tones and is the most inclusive phone ever made. Um, is Does that mean my iPhone is racist? Is, 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 my, like, is my iPhone racist? And if my iPhone's racist, does that make my old Nokia brick phone I had when I was 14, Anthony Akumia racist? Like, is it like, a, is it like sitting there saying... Like, you know, walking around the house going, calling black people and calling Asians, calling Mexicans, um, calling people of the LGBTQ plus ABC community. That's not even racist, but you get the idea. Um, so Lewis had to have that... Um, you know, sport is the la- sport is in his last days. Conversation with baby James, and James was adamant that he wasn't dying, and that even though he's fifteen, some dogs live to you know be seventeen or eighteen. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Poor James! Poor baby James! We've all been there. We've all been you know we've all had our first dog as a kid die. I remember my first dog, you know, I had him from eight, you know, I was one years old and he died when he was 18. Um, I didn't buy, I didn't get a dog for a decade after that because I really struggled to, you know, have that relationship with an animal knowing that I would die first. That's not a fun conversation and he's in denial. So that sucks. Which is commendable because his son is a faggot. Uh, what's the best way to tell your kid about your dog dying or death in general? Um, there is no easy way. and I don't have kids. Uh, the best thing you can do is try to explain to your kid um, that you don't want your dog to be in pain. You know? And you don't want anyone to be in pain. You know, That's why I've always been an advocate for euthanasia. 
Um, but yeah, like he's four kids in denial, and that uh, I know this is a, supposed to be a funny podcast, and I'm, I'm really tempted to hit that button again. But that's like really sad that he doesn't want his dog to die. You know, as you can tell from the fact that every time I go to a dog park, I try and punch on with people. I love animals more than I love people. I hate people. You know, um, and it's not f- it's not enjoyable watching your dog, you know, out and die. So yeah, um, good luck with that. And out of respect, I won't hit the button. Um, it genuinely feels like Dave is more upset about it than Lewis, but Lewis says that he, you know, he's able to um, look at it the same way I just said. Like death is part of life. Lewis is also. You know, had his dad stabbed at an early age and watched his mother rot away from heroin. Um, Lewis is very much used to death. He, you know, he probably got more experience than all of us to get on it. On it. Um, Lewis shares um, some sports stories from having him in a, as a pup in a, sh- in, a, in a shitty hotel he was living in um, and how he would smear shit on the hotel phone or on the walls. Or if Sport peed on the bed, he'd get a new room. So he would sort of, you know... They, the hotel obviously didn't know he had a dog in it, and he'd call and be like, hey, there's shit on this phone. I want a different room. Um, then they share other hotel scams. Um, I don't really have a hotel scam. I just take everything when I leave. I take fucking towels. I don't give a fuck. I'll fucking take everything. Um, they watch a video of a dead... Dude prop, uh, propped up in a nightclub with the homies. Guess for its race that was. <laughs> you can guess what kind of race would um, have a dead dude propped up in a nightclub while um, strippers dance on his, you know, bump and grind on him. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. All right? Um, they do another watch along, uh, generational hope video. Uh, this one was called husband, fat shames, 300 pound wife. And obviously Jay shines. He's in his, it's, he's in the pocket, you know, um, with his Mexican, with his Mexican, uh, personal trainer, um, accent who loves fat, sloppy pussy. Um, yeah, this resume show. You can't complain about Zoom shows. They are what they are. And lastly, we get to the most recent uh, released episode on iTunes, Wetter Than a Kitty Pool with Ari Shafir. Uh, Lewis is, one of, is in one of those I just want to sing um, Nazi metal while I sip on a Jewish drink moods. They talk a bit about... Um, oh, fucking, that's The band does Du, Du Hass. Do hush mesh that shit. Um, Aries is is announced is still the president of Legion of Skanks. Um, spin the fucking wheel, you faggot. Uh, hashtag not my president. Unless your name's Shane Gillis, you're not my president because you didn't spin the wheel. And I will never let that go. Um, how much German do you know? Uh, do do hush mesh. That's about it. Um, and any sort of thing that I've listened on, anything Hitler's ever said in the speech, I could probably half remember. Um, they watch a video on how to learn German in three minutes. Um, 
They talk about what language did you learn in school? And this probably explains my ex- school experience, my high school experience. I didn't take a single leg- language class, mostly because I was lazy and obviously I'm racist. I never had interest in I never had interest as a kid learning a language. I'd rather fucking, I was doing like cook, home ec or sport. I didn't want to fucking learn a language. What use do I have to f- use fucking French? We oui, we. Oui. Oh, we eat the snails and the and the breadsticks. Oh, fuck you. The only thing the French are good at is rape. Um, Jay tells tales of Lewis things Lewis did while they were on the road together on the weekend, like Lewis losing his phone and giving Jay the choice between driving him to go and get it or lending him his car. An Uber obviously wasn't an option. Um... Lewis also thanks Ari for going on the Legion of Scans, uh, Legion of Scans, uh, the Joe Rogan experience, uh, where Ari wore a Lewis is a pedophile T-shirt. But in fairness, they all did throw up skank hands, and that publicity you cannot buy. Lewis is Puerto Rican, which is the worst kind of Mexican. The second Lewis thing. Uh, that Lewis did on the road with Jay was um, they went to go and get ramen. And funnily enough, Jay has never had ramen before this night. Um, and the waiter was doing that thing where he's not writing it down and he's just going to remember it and off the top of his head. Um, and then Lewis Roundhouse kicks him in the head. He obviously doesn't do that. But as this story goes on, I sort of wish he had. Um and yeah, and as they say on the podcast, they are correct. If you're going to do that, then everything has to be perfect or you're an asshole. You can't fuck up one thing. Anyway, so they get the ramen first and then the repertizer has come a second and he forgot one appetizer and they send them something they didn't order. I think it was they asked for the tempura cauliflower and they got the tempura Brussels sprouts which is a disgusting thing just from the sounds of it. Um, then the waiter throws the kitchen under the bus. This infuriates Lewis, and as an ex-chef, I wish Lewis had now roundhouse kicked him in the head because that's – fuck you. Don't do that. Like, don't – you know, don't – anyway, Lewis is, is about to do what I would have done, and Lewis gives this cunt a, you know, a business prep talk about you're not a robot – Write it down next time. And hey, you know, United Front, don't throw the kitchen under the fucking, you know, under the bus. Uh, the waiter walks past later and says, nope, totally, totally the kitchen's fault. I would have beat the fuck out. <laughs> Ten years ago when I was chef, I would have beat the fuck out of that cunt. Uh, he wouldn't have worked in any restaurant I worked in. Um, and they were charged for the tempura Brussels sprouts and Lewis didn't tip and wrote, you shouldn't have charged us for the sprouts. And Jay bolted out that motherfucker to save himself the embarrassment. Here's the thing. Two things. Had Lewis paid and had Jay not paid and had this been 10 years ago, Lewis would have tried to glass someone. He would have tried to slit that waiter's throat. Because once again, we go back to the start of this podcast. You're charging me for something I didn't want. You're taking money out of my pocket. Which means you're taking money out of my son's... Out of my, off my, you know... Taking money away from me that I used to provide for my son. You're taking food off my son's plate. You're trying to kill my son. And then Lewis stabs someone. Um, 
Lewis is obviously a lot older. He's now wearing that faggoty fucking Peaky Blinders hat. He's a he's a, he's he's grown as a person. Um, Lewis does another Lewis thing by asking waitress if she'd be the mother of his child for three months, make him coffee during Zoom shows, and go to Jamaica maybe twice, one at least. Uh, and then they get into plugs and things, and I don't know if this is one of those bullshit things or, you know, that means nothing or it's a read-between-the-lines things, but apparently Bert Kreischer, who the week before, two weeks ago, announced that he'd be at Skankfest um, has been told by his agents, his promoters, and really anyone with his best interests at heart to not provoke, promote his Skankfest appearance. As he has to sell tickets before to you know, beforehand to normal people. So maybe Bert's not going to be there. They're at least not promoting it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 think this, I think this is me trying to read too much into it. I think Bert will be there. Um... And another bit of interesting news we got. Um, Big J will be filming his next one-hour special at Skankfest. That's the place you want to do it. Listen, I know, I remember hearing on the bonfire that Jay had a Philly venue he really wanted. It meant something to him. I can't remember what it was. Um, But this is probably a better choice. They're skank fans. They're going to go skits. They're going to they're going to be up for it. Um, the only thing I hope um, is um, that it, the audio and the recording and everything goes off without a hitch, and it's there's not a problem at it, not a problem with it at all. Gas digital network, more like gas digital not work. Uh, this is the part in the episode where Lewis plays the um, skank fest. Uh, announcement trailers with all the comedians or some of the comedians. Um, so yeah, here's some of the special surprise mentions that I'm 99% sure weren't there last year. So you got Brett Kushner, 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 Nick Mullen, Steve-O, Paulie Shaw, David Tell, Jim Norton, Tim Dillon, Are You Garbage? I'm pretty sure Are You Garbage weren't there last year. Um, Joe DeRosa, Ralph Sutton, Tommy Pope, The Shaman, Matt McCusker. He was there last year, but I like to mention The Shaman. Um, and that's not including the you know, secret surprise guests they've got lined up. You know, Maybe it's Tom Secura. Maybe it's fucking Anthony Cumia, Joe Rogan. Like, you know, Lewis says there will be over 150 comedians there. So be sure to get your tickets. Oh, wait, too late. Never mind. If you bought a t- oh shit, fucking dropping everything. If you bought a ticket to Skankfest, congratulations. I really hope you enjoy it. I think, like I said at the start of this podcast, this will be the greatest assembly of comedians. This will be the greatest comedy festival of all time. I think Lewis mentions in the podcast he intends to do like an MMA tag team with Ellis against two other MMA fighters. Um if you're going, congratulations. I envy you. I really do. Um, and yeah, I really can't wait to see who the, some of these uh, secret fucking surprise guests are. Because I think we're in for a treat. And if you're there, you're in for a real treat. You know, 
I've got my fingers crossed. You know, I'm sort of hoping that, you know, Stavros and um, Adam can maybe rock up. I would love Rogan. I'm hopeful of Rogan. I was hopeful for Rogan last year. Um, We'll see. Um, But it's very exciting. Anyway, so Ari mostly comes up with this idea. And but the boys play their part too, and they've decided to do a tournament of sucks to see who in the universe sucks the most. Some of the fan-nominated entries or ideas from Twitter and in the audience, we've got Mark Random, Will Smith, his cunt wife who sucks more than he does, Seth Simons, Joe Biden, John Cena, Brendan Sharp, Jesse Smollett, Amy Schumer, Jake Flores, Fauci, Post-basketball lost Big J, Jay's basketball skills, Jews in general, white woman, the half-doctor in the crowd who won't shut the fuck up and thinks he's funny. Um, what else have I got? Um, listen, those are probably the big ones. Um, I'm surprised no one yelled out fucking Mike Figs and Robbie Goodwin or Dalton. Um, probably more Robbie... Robbie, um, who else? Who else sucks? Um, oh, what are those? I don't know what they're called in America. We call them ticket maids in Australia. You know, like you know those guys who put tickets on your car when you park somewhere. Those cunts. Everyone hates those cunts. Lawyers. I suppose that counts under Jews in general. Um, bankers. No, that counts under Jews in general. Hmm. Oh, what's that? What's that guy? That fat English guy's name who has a uh, night, uh, a late night show. Oh, I hate him! I hate him so much. What's his name? Hold on. Something Corvin. Late night. Um. Oh, James Corden. Uh, I hate that motherfucker. That guy sucks. That guy sucks dick. Opie. There's another one. Opie should be on that list. Um, that guy who grabbed the microphone from Lewis um, at that Legion, uh, that Antifa fucking faggot. Um, uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> there you go. There, there's just a few off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Uh, Lewis makes the observation that Jay looks like a fat Ryan Dunn. Um, and then comes up with an interesting topic. If you could kill one current famous comedian to bring back one, bring back any dead comedian, who would you pick? And they all say it before I can, they, they all, we all think the same thing. You bring back Patrice. And Dave says he would kill 90% of the current working comedians for one month of Patrice. And I can't argue with that. Comedy and the world would be in a better place if Patrice O'Neill was still alive. Um... Which comedian will I kill? Um, you can have Amy Schumer. I'll, I'll, I'll trade you a fat white woman for a fat black man. Um, you can have Jezenek too. You, I'll give you two for one. Um, just throw me some draft picks for later on. Um, they convinced that annoying fucking half-doctor cunt um, who's fucking cringy as all fucked... Um, to go and heckle Ari on fucking stage because he's left to go and do a do a, uh, do a gig. Um, he does, and Ari, before he can even heckle him, Ari tells him he sucks and fucking kicks him out of the room. 
Um, so that backfires on him. And that is really it. They, they go on a tangent for 10 minutes, but I wasn't really paying attention. And that's the end of the episode. Ah, wow. That was fun. That was, it's, it's fun to do this again. I miss this. I miss doing this. And I, you know, I don't know. This just, this just feels like home to me. This just, you know, like, I was worried before I moved here that I would have this sudden feeling of like, ah, an out-of-body experience. Like, I didn't feel comfortable. Like, I didn't feel like, you know, I realized that I wasn't in Kansas anymore or something like that. That shoe hasn't dropped. I, I'm at work. I feel like nothing's changed. I come home. I feel like nothing's changed. I do this, and this feels normal. Everything to me over the past three weeks feels normal. Like maybe I made a really good decision, because <laughs> usually, you know, like you, you start like feeling like out of body, or you like stressed. You made the wrong decision. I don't feel like that. It's really fucking strange holy shit uh he's a fucking faggot (laughs) anyway thank you for listening to this episode thank you for if you sent me a message over the last three weeks if you liked anything i've done if you've retweeted anything i've done if you've messaged me anything like that i appreciate it i appreciate you so much i do do this for myself and if no one listens i still do it but the fact that you do listen Means the world to me. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> um, you know the deal. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, at Pod. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, a review. It helps the podcast out greatly. And um, tell the podcast, you know, spread the podcast by word of mouth. Tell a friend, a family member, or someone who, I don't know, Beats the fuck out of people because they pick on their dog. I don't know. Or someone who just had their, you know, their dog just died. Or someone who has to tell a kid that their dog's going to die. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's good. it's good to be at home. And on that note, I must now be Jew and a Jew. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get on the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. Want me to make you come? Make it.